episode of the Ricky Smith Show, where we provide a holistic approach to professional development. I am your announcer, Benny Steiner, along with your host, Ricky Smith. Good morning, Ricky. Hey, good morning, Benny. Thank you for bringing me in. Uh, today we have a great show. We have one of our uh, honored guests, someone that we've known for quite a while sometime, and her name is Rhodesia. How are you doing this, this morning, Rhodesia? I'm doing well. How are you, Ricky? Pretty good, pretty good. So, Benny, you want to uh, give her a quick, let's give her a little quick bit of history. Down. Yeah. Run down yeah. real quick. Well, well, you know, off top, uh, outstanding business, business owner, a leader in her community, a naval veteran with over 14 years. Um, we actually met her on recruiting duty, and, and I can tell you from what I, I remember, outstanding recruiter um personally uh you know outgoing generous personality um you know we you know when we used to throw those events you and i ricky uh you know it wasn't it wasn't a party until rhodesia showed up right you know like she she would bless us with her presence you know i mean she she's that type of she's that type of woman so uh, we are truly honored to have her on the show today. Yes, yes, very much so. I remember some uh, great qualities about her as well. Um, she just lights up the room when, you, when she comes in. Uh, if anything, that's, that's probably one thing. She has really great positive. So uh, we, I can't wait to start discussing some of this uh, history with us and uh, tell a little bit more about yourself. Um, so, Rhodesia, tell us a little bit about your, you, you know, your, what's going on with you and your family and everything right now. Oh, okay. So, my name is Rhodesia, everybody, but I go by Ro. Um, I am a wife. Um, we've been married three years now, I think. Yeah, three years. My husband is also a Navy veteran. He served 20 years. We have a seven-year-old daughter, and we live in the Dallas, well, DFW area. And yeah, we just do our thing as a little small family and we travel and that's about it. Okay. So also uh, tell us a little bit about your actual experience in the Navy for those who are listening and may think, hey, I might want to go into the Navy one day or something or what are some of the uh, positives that you, you, you know, took away from your, being in the Navy? Oh, okay. So um, I joined the Navy back in 2004. I served until 2018. I went on, I forgot how many deployments I went on, but traveled around the world deploying all that good stuff, seeing different countries, taking in all the different cultures. Um, So that was the main highlight was the travel. Um, I also met a lot of people. You know, I networked with a lot of people. You don't consider it networking when you're in, but it's essentially what you're doing. And I actually had the pleasure of networking with um, Ricky and Benny, which was great, um, on my recruiting tour in Detroit. Um, If I have to say so myself, I believe my recruiting tour was the best tour I had serving throughout the 14 years. And then my next best tour was probably my first tour. But um, positive things that I took away from the Navy was basically, like I said earlier, networking, traveling, and then actually preparing me to be, you know, an entrepreneur in this big, 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 big world out here, which it is tough, but I've gained a lot of knowledge and I normally call it foundation. 
And part of that foundation came from serving in, in the Navy. Okay. So the next thing, the biggest one, what made you want to be an entrepreneur versus just going into the workforce? So um, I'm pretty sure quite a few people can relate to this feeling of being in the military and serving for a while. I didn't want to work for anybody. I was just like, I don't want to work for nobody. I, and in some instances, I didn't want to work with a lot of people because being on one of the, well, one of the largest ships uh, that carries about 6,000 people at some point in your life, you're tired of looking and dealing with folks. And that was me. I, um, once I got out, I kind of want to do my own thing. I don't want to essentially work for somebody. I just want to do what I want to do. I want to wake up. Go to sleep when I want to go to sleep. And um, that was the motivator of being an entrepreneur. As far as what type of entrepreneur I wanted to be, I hadn't made up my mind yet. Um, I did know that I wanted to do something to be able to uplift the community. And representation matters a lot to me. And in some areas, we're not represented as well. So that's kind of how I came up with um, my beauty supply store, which is Lynn's Beauty Depot. Okay. And the name Lynn, what's the significance of that? Um, so my mom's name is Viola Lynn, but um, she went by her middle name growing up. And she was murdered when I was five years old. So I've always tried my best to honor my mother in some type of way. Um, I am the only girl, five and the youngest. And um, coming up with a name for the store was kind of easy because I knew I wanted to use my mother's name, but I didn't want to be like an essential like beauty supply because it's a lot of Lynn's beauty supplies. I wanted to be a little different, but Lynn, the actual name Lynn came from my mom. Okay. And I'm quite sure, sure she's uh, smiling down on you. So proud of you. Because when I started to see you online and saw all your new accolades, I'm sending back, hey, Hercules, Hercules, get it, bro, get it, bro. <laughs> so proud of it. You know, you always want to see somebody that you associate with do well in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, not, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. You know, some right. people are, have uh, malice or whatever. But me, I'm like, I love to see when people are growing and especially in the way that you're growing. You're growing in not just helping yourself, but you're helping other people, which is the uh, the cornerstone of this this show. It's not just helping, uh, you know, to say hey, tell about our stories and whatnot, but it's for someone to take from our show and process it to to put them to themselves and and you know maybe help them with their business, their personal life, whatever. And uh, you're definitely someone that uh, exhibits everything that we look for in this show. And now starting your business. Um, how did you plan it out and everything? How did you get it started? And um, what some of the blocks did you, you know, run into as you were getting started? Well, actually, I'm still running into some blocks. But, um, so back in 2018, when I actually got out of the Navy, my husband was, you know, he was like, hey, you take, take a year off. You don't have to work. You just, you know, chill. And that was my time to figure out, that what I used to tell people was like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Because, you know, serving in the military, you, your life is technically planned out for you day by day. You, you got to wake up at a certain time. They, you, you, your meals are planned out. You know, your entire days are planned out from the time you get up to the time you almost lay down because everything is essentially 
hey, do this, that, and the third at this time. So, um, and to be honest, I thought I was going to make it to 20 and I didn't, but, um, I used that time to kind of get a grasp on what I really, really wanted to do. I kind of started out just selling bundles. Everybody know a girl loves her bundles. And I sold those for about a year. After that, um, I knew I wanted to open a beauty supply store. And two reasons why was because, one, like I said earlier, representation matters. And the beauty supply industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And as of today, I think black people only represent about 7% of that. And that's only grown with over the last maybe two years because prior to that, it was 1%. Um, And then when we go in these stores, you know, we're not dealt the best hand when we're shopping in the other beauty supply stores. Um, we, We can't gain any knowledge on health. I mean, on healthy products for healthy hair. Um, our questions aren't answered when we're in the beauty supply store. We normally have to just go directly through our hairstylist. And then our shopping experience isn't always pleasant. You know, I'm sure people have seen things on the internet, things going viral and on the news about how women are treated inside these beauty supply stores. We're rushed to buy things. We're sought after to make it seem like we could be potentially stealing from these places. So in in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? We need a beauty supply store. And in the area I was living in, there were other beauty supply stores, but there weren't any Black-owned beauty supply stores. So that was one reason. And then the other reason is being deployed and in the military, you don't have access to a lot of things. And one thing I noticed that women didn't have access to was hair care products. We just didn't have it. You know, most beauty supply stores weren't online. Um, And then if they were... A lot of people don't know how to ship to a military address. They just don't. You know, Mm -hmm. stuff get lost in the mail. We never get it. It it be damaged by the time we do get it. So it was always hard. So it was kind of a twofold. I wanted to have a great shopping experience for the people here. And then I also wanted to provide a great shopping experience for um, deployed military personnel. And with that being said, that's how Lens Beauty Depot was birthed. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And, you know, as a, a husband and a father myself, having the, you know, my, my, my wife and my daughters having to deal with the, everything you just stated. So I know exactly what you're talking about, the going into the stores, because I sometimes go in the store with them. And you do feel a little rushed sometimes or like you being like, why are they just looking at us? You know, we're here to buy something. We're, we're patrons. Help us. Right. <laughs> Even anything. Right. And then, uh, and then with as women or uh, the women with their hair, it's not an easy process. You know, it's textures and mm-hmm. colors and, mm-hmm. and like you said, the healthy hair products and things of that nature, all that plays a factor into black women's hair. It's not just, hey, I'm going there and grab some curtain. Keep it kissing. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's right. a lot more that goes with that. So yeah. I know, trust and believe. Uh, and and then I'm so happy that you also pointed out the part about helping out the uh, the service members as well. Like you said, a lot of them on deployments or in other countries, and they need products too. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they, we have to have products for our young ladies or or like or the the young ladies out there, or men, men too. Men got got to have mm-hmm. their products as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad you addressed that as well too. And well, let me ask you this: uh, What would you want to tell somebody? 
young or that has interest in getting into the field or the industry you're in right now, what advice would you give them? Wow. Um, I have a lot of advice. It's not easy, but it's rewarding. I can say that. Um, and the reason I say it's rewarding is because um, I've actually backed out of being in my store as much as I used to be because I still have a full-time job. But um, when I'm in there and for people to see, come in the store and like, hey, are you the owner? You know, it just makes me feel good inside that they are excited about having me. They actually come in the store relaxed. You know, sometimes when we go in these beauty supply stores, we're kind of tense. We can't relax and just have a calm, cool shopping experience because, like I said, you feel rushed. You feel like you're being watched. You feel like they automatically think you're going to steal something. In my store, you know, you're greeted when you come when you come in, and if you need help, I'll help. If I don't, if you don't need help, and that's that's it. So it's rewarding. Um, it's also not easy, you know. Um, when it comes to funding, it's it's kind of tough when you're running a business and you're a new business. Not everybody wants to fund you. So a lot of times you have to, you know, you have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make it happen. And that's kind of what me and my husband did. Um, we also I've also um, been able to touch a lot of young women, um, basically, because they have aspiring dreams to be an entrepreneur. And I don't like to just touch on people who want to be a beauty supply owner store owner because entrepreneurship is so broad mm-hmm. and any tips and tools I can give, I just give. And um Blessings like on said, blessings. That's what that is. Yeah. I've said the, the, the industry itself is dominated by people who don't look like me. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it makes it harder for us as, you know, black women to gain access to the different vendors. Um, like I, before gaining access to the funding is it's difficult. And at times you do want to give up. But the rewarding part is not giving up and getting eventually getting what you want. And you make that pathway a little bit easier for the next person coming along. That's I've gained some great friendships and relationships with other black um, beauty supply store owners. We actually have groups where we help each other out. You, sp- you scratch my back, I scratch yours. We learn from one another. We actually get together and talk and, you know, have brunch or, you know, we woosah over text messages if we had rough days or if we had slow days. So that's the rewarding part. Um, you know, I'm not to the point where I'm making like a whole, whole bunch of money, but I see smiles on people's faces when they enter my store, when they exit my store. I've gained friendships with some of the greatest people that I've ever met. And I can see Lynn's Beauty Depot being a household name because that's the essentially that's the goal. Um, I didn't start Lynn's Beauty Depot to just be a store. It was more so when you think of Home Depot, you think of everything about home you can go in there and get some towels for your floor get some electrical parts get some things installed get some things built get a whole kitchen redone and when you go in Lens Beauty Depot that's what I want I want you to be able to go in there and get everything beauty and um so for me it will be more so like a depot you go in there you can get all your beauty products but you can also get your hair done you can also get your nails done you can get your lashes done men you can get a a haircut or your beard trimmed or if you got locks you can get your locks retwisted so it'll be more so be like a one-stop shop which is why depot is at the end of um that store name because 
um, you have to begin with the end in mind. And that's what I did. Like, I know this is what I want out of my store. So I'm just going to start with that. Okay. Well, I got a follow-up question with that. Now that you know that with the end, are you looking to possibly expand into, like, just like Home Depot, into other areas, other states? Yes. Yes. Um, Honestly, I want to go to the states where I actually started. So I started my naval career in San Diego. I eventually want to go there. And then I also want to go to Detroit because, like I said, that was one of my favorite places to be. I know a lot of people are like, you like Detroit? Man, I love Detroit. It's exactly. my second home. Um, so, and I also want to, like, navigate towards um, uh, military installations because, like I said, it's not always easy for us to get products for us. And I want to be able to create that space Um for young men and women who are serving. And yes. the only way to do that is bring it to them. We know they can't leave. So the smart thing to do is bring the store to the, to the, um, to the military. The personnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that too, the, the family members as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. another upside of that as mm-hmm. well, because a lot of uh, the families, you know, the, the husbands, the wives, the kids, mm-hmm. guess what? They need those hair products as well. Yeah. So you have a, that's a great strategy by the way. And, we here. I'm, I'm here for it. I can't wait to see it, you know come to fruition. And we're gonna. I'm gonna let you know. We're gonna do a follow up interview down the way. <laughs> kind of like the, the. I don't know if you remember back in the day on MTV. Like where are they now? Or you, know, you, you heard it here first. Well, you heard it here first on Ricky Smith. So yeah. she's going to be into the states and franchising. We're gonna follow up to you further down the uh, down the line, maybe a year or so from now, to see what the status is. Or if there's any, that's the thing about it too. We're gonna be constantly working. Uh, with other entrepreneurs, you you hit on something good. Uh, guess what? You're not in it by yourself as entrepreneurs. Guess what? There's a lot of people out there that actually want to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, you just gotta, in a sense, open your mouth and tell them, like, "Hey, I need help." <laughs> you know, they, right. they'll help you. It's a lot of people out there that help you. Uh, us talking on the radio, or I mean, on the show right now, this helping each other. I mean, we're helping each other essentially. And uh, but again, we this whole format is to help somebody. Uh, so definitely, you have the right message and the right attitude. And I see nothing but success coming your way. Uh, some of the, st- or I know you touched on it also. You said entrepreneurship is not uh, easy. That's probably, you know, and uh, you were saying the, the stumbling blocks that you are running into is kind of like financing. Yeah. Um, are you still, is it, is, is it for your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it for your inventory more so than anything that, you know, or is it just like the, Oh, it's, it's, yes, more so inventory. And the reason I say it is because inventory in the beauty supply chain is ever so changing. It literally, like, it changes per the season. You know, women, we change our hair all the time. You know, men, they're kind of like, you know what, give me a, I don't even know the terminology for men when they want to get a haircut, but, you know, they go do their thing and that's that. But with women, you know, in the summertime, we wear our hair specific ways. Uh, and then in the wintertime, we wear our hair a totally different way. But if somebody comes out with a style in the middle of that, we have to switch the game up. And inventory itself is, you know, you got to keep up with it. You got to know, you got to follow and understand like, hey, this is what's hot right now. This is what's not hot. And this may be a little hot for a little bit, but we're going to move past that real fast. And with that being said, like I mentioned before, is we only own 7% of the industry. So a lot of times we run into 
stumbling blocks when it's time to get inventory. Like we we don't have access to the vendors that we absolutely need to stay competitive. We don't have access to that. Sometimes, you know, you would think once you open the store and you get all your credentials, you go open a an account with a specific vendor. You got your money ready, good to go. I should be able to open my account. That's just not how it's working in the beauty supply industry. It's more so like, oh, where is your store? And then they Googling you, Googling your store to see if you're really legit, see what you actually look like. Mm-hmm. And then you hit with, oh, we're not opening an account with you because you're too close to another store because they don't want you to compete with them. And then, oh, well, yeah, we can open the store. I mean, we can open an account with you, but you got to put, you got to order at least $10,000 worth of our stuff to start your account. But who needs $10,000 worth of one type of uh, product? Exactly. You know? So it's, it's those hurdles that are placed in front of us um, to keep us from being competitive because we all know, like in this industry, we could dominate it if we wanted to and if we had the opportunity. But because, but because they know that, you know, we're studied by them. They study us. They make sure they know what we're doing. They make sure they know our next move. They even hire people that look like us to ensure that they stay on top of it. Well, so, uh, you just kids on something key. I think you can use in your strategy. Uh, if you ever have a vendor say something to them or actually will help with your future strategy as in mm-hmm. expanding your company. So, you know, they already look and say, oh, well, she has this one store. And like you were saying, all the other factors they take in, like, are, are, is their store too close to another one of our stores mm-hmm. that we vendor for? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, obviously they don't want you to, because what's going to end up happening is going to short the other side. So right. what you need to do is look at, like you said, expanding. I mean, really, because you already have the account for them. And guess what? If they do have to send you $10,000 worth, but guess what? Now you can split between your two stores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, the yeah, so that, they're expanding. I mean, it's that's probably, I mean, it's unfortunate. I understand, wholeheartedly understand what you're going through. And then all the extra unnecessary stuff that you're mm-hmm. going to, that's kind of, you know, disheartening. So, you know, that's, you know, it takes a lot of resilience to kind of push through that. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's pretty tough. I know a lot of people, you know, once they kind of get that that wall thrown up, sometimes they want to throw their hands down mm-hmm. like, I quit. You know, don't, I, don't, don't, I don't quit. Yeah. Ricky, I literally throw my hands up a lot. But I know, um, I know the reasoning, you know, I always understand and remember my why. When you remember your why, you know, you throw your hands up, but they come down quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of your mind, like, no, this I'm in this for a reason. So I need to stick with it. You know, I, you know, you run into things like one thing just happened to me about a month, almost a month ago. My store was broken into and, you know, I was de- I felt defeated. I felt violated. I was angry. I I wanted some revenge. These are real honest, true feelings. And um, I cried about it. I was I was highly upset. And, you know, this was early Saturday morning, one of my busiest days. You know, at three forty something in the morning, my store gets broken into, and then you know I gotta wake up. My store opens at ten. Do I open my store at ten o'clock, or do I just mope about it and be sad and say forget my customers? And at that point, my husband was like, "Um, no, we're gonna open the store. You gotta open the store." And I did exactly that. The store was open. Um, didn't have any issues. A lot of people didn't even know we were broken into. Um, there you go. Came in and went on about their day, and we went on about ours. I didn't even tell anybody about my store being broken into until probably like another week afterwards. Probably, I think. 
And I kept it like that for a reason because I don't want to, I don't, I want my customers to still feel comfortable when they're coming into my space. And, you know, not only did they violate me, but they violated my customers. My customers are loyal to me. And when you take from me, you take from them. Mm-hmm. So, did, you, did they happen to catch the? Um, not that I know of. The um, I can't say the police were very um, swift in their approach. They came fast. They were very thorough in their investigation. I haven't heard anything back yet, but it's mostly been my husband dealing with that side of it. So um, he's he's kind of just you know taking it in stride, and he really don't even say anything to me about it because I'm still mad. Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm still upset about you should, it. You should I, be. Let's keep it at bay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, like you said, it's part of your why you doing it. It's like it's not really all for me. It's for y'all too as well. It's like why would you know? Mm-hmm. And and it makes me think like, was it your competition that did it, mm-hmm. or was it just some somebody out there trying to come up on some to just like, oh yeah, I know they probably can get some money on the street, you right? Because you never know when you know the reason why somebody did something like that. But I'm glad that one, you had the support of your husband. Uh, to push you through it, you know, it's got, it's kind of hard to go through those tough times by yourself, especially mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, and you in a, a great space with uh, your husband being some very supportive and wanting you to see, you know, push through it. Like, hey, don't, hey, don't worry about it. We got it. Don't worry about it. So I could. That's another thing too. That's great. You're gonna. I could see even more success knowing that you have a very supportive, uh, you know, household as well too, because mm-hmm. that makes a big difference in the entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs out there, one thing I would tell you. That person in your life that's supposed to be there for you, this, these are the times when you need that person. <laughs> right. That is, these are the times when you like, hey, man, I need that little, you know, pat on the back, you know, rub my shoulders or something. You can get through right. this. So that's that's definitely, definitely uh, a very positive thing. I'm so uh, happy to hear that for you as well. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, well you are, and since you've already talked about um. Oh, no. Let's see. Where do you want to see yourself in the next 10 years? Let me ask you that. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I, you know what? And I need to work on it. I need to work on forecasting my life and my business. But I probably could see, you know, like you said, it, you know, me being near those military installations, opening up bigger stores, actual depots. And I think in 10 years, how old will I be? I wouldn't even be 50. So I want my store to be like a like a little machine, you know, self-sustainable. And I don't always have to be around and doing things. It's just Lens Beauty Depot just operating. And I'm chilling, relaxing, and actually retired for real in real life. Yeah. Well, as an entrepreneur, I can let you know you're not gonna ever. <laughs> you may not have to be asked. You you can hire the right people to do the business, the work for you. Right. But right. you will, you will never really be like, all right, I can this. It's on so it's it's not right. a passive income. You know what I'm saying? It's not something right. Like, you gotta you, do you always yeah. You gonna always have something to do. With <laughs> so yeah, entrepreneurs. That's one thing I would say. You will always, no matter how smooth your business is running, you still will have to you know engage. And plus, you want to also always, as a uh, owner or entrepreneur, uh, owner, you always want to go back. It's like in the military. Make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. You know, make sure, you know, not just get comfortable either. Like, right. hey, everything's right. running good. But you've already said it. Like, in your industry, you're already aware of the changes that come every mm-hmm. season. That's every year. The, the okay. beauty industry changes every year. So, that's you're already aware of that. So, you already got that planned out, which I'm glad to you already uh, see it and adjust to it already. 
So, and this that's a big. I mean, that's a big uh, statistic you told me earlier about the small percentage of mm-hmm. black ownership in black hair products. You know, black hair product, hair hair care products. Yeah, and the crazy part about it is, I don't remember the percentage of that go that comes from us to the beauty supply industry. I cannot, but it's extremely high. It is extremely high of how much money we put into the industry, but how much money we take away is very minimum. We do have a lot of um, up and coming um, black owned hair care products. And that's one of the things I highlight in my store. When you walk into my store, the front shelves are specifically for black owned products. It's always been like that since I've opened. And because I want to highlight those, those people, because we know what we want. And a lot of those, a lot of those owners, they're nurses, they're scientists, they're chemists. So they've actually put a lot of work behind um, what they're doing. And they also have stories to tell. Some of them, you know, have battled cancer. Their mothers have battled cancer. Um, some people had, you know, like hair loss. It's just like a mid-life hair loss or mm-hmm. um, post-paternity, um, I mean, maternity hair loss. Because a lot of times women lose hair. After they have a baby, it starts to shed. It stops at some point with some and others it don't. And so these are women who thought about this product, studied the product and said, hey, we need something for us, Um, especially like the natural women. Because for a long time, black women weren't going natural. We were always relaxed, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's been a good uh, um, a turning point within the hair care industry is a lot of women are relaxed. More people are gearing towards locks. My hair is locked now. I, I never would have thought maybe 10 years ago I would have locks in my hair, but I do. So the ever-changing industry, and I can't say that the black um, product owners are moving along with it. And it's been great. It has been great. And I, I try my best to highlight, you know, those owners. I also do um, um, Small Business Saturdays in my store, which is free. You literally just got to call and sign up. It's first come, first serve. I allow up to four black owned, uh, black small business owners who don't have a storefront, who don't have their own brick and mortar to come into my store, set up their products and sell them. And they don't pay me anything. They don't give me products for free. It's just a networking tool. And then it's also a space, a safe space for those business owners to get their feet wet. Cause we all mm-hmm. know what it's like to start to just start. You know, you may not be comfortable with your customer service skills. You may not be comfortable just stepping out there, meeting people, shaking hands, explaining your products to folks. But it's something that is a must in this industry or in the um, entrepreneurial industry, the retail industry itself. That's a must, not just beauty supply. And um, I've, you know, I've pulled some of the owners to the side like, hey, we got a whole bunch of people in here. It's time for you to kind of get out. Introduce yourself to some of these folks. Tell them who you are. Tell them what products you have. Give them a business card. They may not want to buy anything today, but they'll buy it. They may turn around and go shop online or something like that. So that was one of the things I try to do to help out uh, within the community. And I keep it free because I talked about this before. You know, it's a financial burden sometimes starting a business. So if you're new in the game and you don't have a lot of like customers or clientele, I don't expect you to come into my store that's already paid for to pay me to set up a table. I just want to see everybody win. So my way of doing that is to create Small Business Saturday. And it's been a good a good experience throughout. I 
opened my store on a Saturday. The following Saturday was my first small business Saturday, and it's been great since then. Um, I've slowed down on doing it as much as I used to because I used to do it weekly, and that was more so to just get my name out there and get people to see what we were doing. Yeah. Now I do it about twice a month. Oh, I mean, that's still good. Um, what you're doing is uh, what I like to call a rule of reciprocity. You know, you do something nice for somebody, eventually they'll feel obligated to do something nice for you. Mm-hmm. And doing nice for you as a, a business owner or entrepreneur is referring you to you know your services and products to somebody, mm-hmm. or or even patronizing you too as well. So you know it's not a it's it's a a, a good give give and take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, how could they get in contact with you? Um. Well. The name of my store is Lens Beauty Depot. You can find me on social media. Facebook is Lens Beauty Depot LLC. Instagram is Lens Beauty Depot. Uh, TikTok is Lens Beauty Depot. And Twitter is Lens Beauty Depot without the O. So it's Lens Beauty, I say the put. Um, we're also online. You can shop online at www.lensbeautydepot.com. And then if you have like any questions, concerns, or if you are a small business owner who's looking to maybe put your stuff in a store someday, um, you can send me an email at uh, info at lensbeautydepot.com. All right. Benny, is there anything you would like to ask Ro before she goes? Uh no, not really. I, I, you know, I was, uh, I was quite, <laughs> I was quite impressed with, with, with all of the an- answers she gave, man. I mean, that was pretty thorough. I did have some questions, but, uh, man, she, she hit on them. Um, I guess I, I do want to, you already did it, Ricky, but I do want to give a shout out, uh, to Rhodesia's husband, Mr. Scott there for, for supporting her. Cause like you said, Ricky, what we're trying to do as entrepreneurs, man, we need that support system. We need mm-hmm. people um, on our side, rooting us, uh, uh, keeping us motivated. A lot of times we're doing what we're doing for them. So having having just that you can do it, man, that goes such a long way. Such a long mm-hmm. way. And well, it'll, be okay. <laughs> it'll be okay. It'll be coming on the show. You know, so um, the jewels you provided, man, it, it's it's you provided some great information today and uh we look forward to having you back definitely uh ricky yeah i'd be excited to come back i'm actually in the background kind of working on a how-to course basically how to start your own beauty supply store i'm not sure when i'll be done with it but it's something that i want to do and it'll more more so be an ebook but my ebook will probably come with videos and just showing my experiences within this whole industry. And I'm new. I'm still learning and I'm still growing. But that's coming soon. Okay. That's something uh, it could be very beneficial for not only this you, but as well as those. Like you said, I mean, the industry is so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, don't help, it don't hurt to have competition. But it's even better to have the right competition out there. That's right. You know, the representation, as you was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind competing against my own if it's in our community and it supports our families and friends right. and things of that nature. Right. We, gotta, right. we gotta learn to recycle that black dollar in the black community because it's not happening, but we'll get there. I got a lot of faith in us. Oh yeah. 
well, you're doing one of the parts that really helps us out, especially by highlighting the other black businesses, uh, the hair care products, the black owned hair care products right in front of your store. Yeah. Only com- company I go off the top of my head was Curl's Daughter. And then she was brought out by Procter & Gamble mm-hmm. probably a few years ago. I was like, ah, no, you sold yeah. out already. Kind of, yeah. I, I felt the same way about with FUBU. I'm like, FUBU, that was ours, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I understand, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to get your money in uh, yeah. or position yeah. yourself right. To say, that's, that's right. What they so thought. you can move on to something bigger yeah. and better. But yeah, there exactly. are a ton of um, black-owned products. We have Mael. We have, like you said, we did have Carol's daughter, but we asked, we actually have Talia Waji. We have a few professional lines that are black owned that people don't know, like Design Essentials is black owned. We have Nairobi that's black owned. Um, who else we have? We have Kaleidoscope, and she literally was a grassroots like bootstrap. She went from knocking door to door, having people test out her growth oil. So now her stuff is sold in every beauty supply store that you can name to include Walmart, Target, all the drugstores like CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that. Um, yeah, we got quite a few. I even got some local black-owned products in my store. You know, I've had some young ladies I see out here that's grinding, doing their thing and trying to get their product out there. And I've actually just allowed them to just come put their stuff on my their products on my shelves. And then we have, we actually have some men products that are black owned that are inside Men's Beauty Depot as well. So, and it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to work with all of these people and see them grow as we grow together. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, one word I will, Vinny, you about to say something? No, I was just saying I love that. But, but you know what? I, I, I guess I do have one question though. Uh, Rhodesia, what, what? What do you want to say to your your customers, to your clients, um, people that's out there supporting you? What what do you want them to know about what 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 to expect from from Lens Depot? What what should they expect from you as an entrepreneur? Um, the first thing I want to say is thank you because there will be no Lens Beauty Depot without them. And secondly, I want to say that your support goes a long way, and uh, Lens Beauty Depot does keep me up at night, but the support that they provide gives me a chance to relax. And also, um, there's only one Lens Beauty Depot now, but like uh, Ricky said, where do I see myself in 10 years? I want, I, I want people to be able to say, oh, you know what? I know her. I know the owner. She's cool. I want to continue to support her. I like what she's doing in the community. Or I want some of these high school kids who have worked in my store in the summertime when they graduate college and get a nice whatever job, they can say, hey, you know what? She helped me out. So whatever positive affirmations I can throw out there to them, I want that to be a motivator for them to keep going and understand that entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not for everybody, but I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for us. And I'll continue to do it for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually outstanding. And um, with that being said, let's go ahead and close it out so everybody can enjoy. As entrepreneurs, we need to get to have a little bit of break here and there, too, so <laughs> so we enjoy the rest of our weekend. Uh, but I appreciate you, Rove, coming on the show today. I, really, I mean, we truly appreciate it. And... Um, like we said, we'll follow up with you here in the future and uh, help you out. And then also another thing too is uh, I want to leave everybody else uh, out there listening today. 
is uh, entrepreneurship. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking for investors, get out there and do the work. I mm-hmm. mean, you really have to get out there and do the work. Uh, if you want somebody to buy your product or invest in you, you have to do the work. If you ever been, on, if you ever watched the uh, Shark Tank, the first thing they you know, like, how many sales have you made? Mm-hmm. You can't just have a good idea. You have to have to go out there and do the work and show that it can be done. And guess what? People will invest in you. Uh, people want to see the work. So if you got the work that people can see, they'll more likely support you as well. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye, everyone, and have a nice week.